is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgess. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Matt Williams sitting in on these summer Tuesdays. Uh, before he gets set to take his girls to play softball or go fishing or something. Uh, so I, I, I dragged you away from that a little bit this morning. Oh, there's always something. Uh, <laughs> this week is basketball camp, so it's uh, kind of the, the, the big candy camp. We used to call it sure. candy camp. I think it's called Little Ballers Camp or something now. But Okay. Uh, and they're having it at the new gym in the Civic Center, which is nice. But, oh. uh, yeah, so that's what the girls are up to this week. And uh, the oldest girl is in lifting, so – Trying to get her to lifting at nine and basketball camp at ten, and you know, it, parents out there can relate. It's a it's a taxi service. It feels yes. like at times <laughs> yes. right now. So, hey, you know, you mentioned the new uh, gym over there at the Civic Center. There's lots of new facilities over the last few years with that uh, local option sales tax money. Uh, and uh, you know, personally, I don't get to take that much advantage of it. I don't have any kids, uh, but you do. Uh, certainly, these facilities have really added to the availability of gym space whenever you want. You shouldn't run into any problems with that anymore. Lots of great new facilities. Yeah, and you know, the city for a long time has wanted to use have a facility to to use the school. You know, they, they end up waxing floors. They do different things. It's harder to get in and out and schedule. So, yep. uh, the city having their own gym now has been really a, a huge um, uh, addition to I, th- I think our entire city. And and you know, it's open for pickleball. It's open for different things all the time. So, uh, that's been a really good addition, I think. And um, I know I t- I actually ran into a, a friend from Little Falls that was in town for. Uh, there must have been some softball stuff earlier this week, and then the new softball fast pitch facilities out at the high school that are or uh, out by the Civic Center that are really really nice. Uh, a new fourplex out there that uh, um, they can play four fast pitch softball or little league games at the same time yeah. and have really nice facilities. And then, as I was dropping my daughter off for lifting, um, you know the football team's out on the turf fields right now as we speak, and yeah. uh, they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff out there, speed workouts and tr- team training stuff, and. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about it being mowed. You don't have to worry about it being lined. You don't have to worry about any of those things. So, yeah. I, you know, it's definitely getting used out there. And what a what a great thing for our city to have all of that. And then, you know, as you know, the the having the two baseball complexes now that are really nice and really mm-hmm. in good shape, including one that's turf infield. Um, what a what an advantage that's been to the baseball community as well this summer. What would they have done this spring without that? Uh, the high school team played almost the entire home schedule over on the field at at the Clem they call it there instead of over at uh, the Bill I like to call it Bill Taunton, uh, just because of the it was kind of wet at the wrong times for baseball this year. So that was a you know a blessing to have that available. I think Coach DeBoer actually prefers playing on the turf infield. Uh, you know it just. You know, you get really true hops, and you you know you know what you're gonna expect. I was I said when I was doing a couple of the games, play by play, sliding on that stuff's got to be not fun though. I can't imagine because on the turf, yeah. Um, I know you know I don't know. I've never done it. Obviously. Yeah, me neither. I've never just, had tried it. It just feels like it would be <laughs> odd and maybe hurt a little bit. But uh, I even was amazed that and you, a former pitcher, that yeah. the, even the mound is turf, which yeah. is odd. They built a bunch of extra stuff in it, so it feels soft. But yeah. 
got to be strange. I it would know. be different and take a little bit of uh, getting used to. I think it would be all right. You know, it's not that soft to slide in dirt either. <laughs> that's you true. Know? That's so, true. Uh, I, I, I know. I, I know I woke up or uh, I didn't wake up. I got up from sliding with a couple of raspberries back oh, in the day sure. off just the dirt and grass. So, uh, you know, probably there's abrasiveness to either surface, I would guess. <laughs> uh, but all the facilities uh, that we have here, it's really continues to make uh, – you know, Wilmer, a, a regional hub. Uh, people come here to, to do all sorts of things. And those new athletic facilities that we have, it certainly uh, just adds to that. Yeah. And, you know, I think people sometimes, are, you know, they look at it and they say, wow, that's, you know, that's a lot. Do, do, you, need, do you need all that, this X, Y, Z? But, you know, a lot of it is it brings people to the community as mm-hmm. well. And, and so if you ever... You know, if you ever try to go out to eat at the Green Mill in the middle of the winter and there's a hockey tournament in town, it's yeah. packed, yeah. right? And, and and those people are all staying at the hotel and they're all spending money in our community. And now we're doing that. Now now we have the facilities to do that with baseball in the summer, uh, softball all summer long. And, all, and then eventually I think we'll be able to host some bigger basketball tournaments. Um, you know, you and I have talked about summer basketball a lot. That's my love, you know, mm-hmm. in basketball. Yep. Um, th- these breakdown tournaments are happening all over the state of Minnesota. Well, they won't come to your to your school unless you have air conditioning and you know the main gym at the high school is not air conditioned yep. so they've never been willing to come here but now if we could you know use one of the west gym maybe the civic center gym um and maybe lakeland gym maybe they would come to wilmer and that can be a money maker for your program but it also just brings people to the community which is what you're wanting now i will say this that i used to call it the big red hot gym uh, back in the day, but once the new uh, gyms were added uh, onto it, just the other side of it, I thought it got cooler. They didn't add air conditioning in the main gym, but having those other gyms attached so that that wall was no longer the only wall to the outside, I think it is cooler these days. I think it is, and they've also done some work with the air, just the air exchangers yeah. that that bring a new air in. Um, you know, they did it. They priced it out to air condition it when they added the new addition. They were hoping to be able to do that. And the, the bids just came in incredibly high. Wow. Um, but they were able to do some work with the air exchanging system. And I think it's uh, just drawing more air in, which makes it cooler automatically in there. But, uh, you know, last week or whenever it was uh, 90 degrees, you wouldn't have wanted to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. air exchangers wouldn't have kept up. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Are you uh, helping out a little bit this summer at all? No, no, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really not, uh, you know, other than coaching my own uh, kids at Pepsi League on Wednesday nights in New London, sure. uh, League Hours run that program for a really long time. So um, that's just for girls basketball. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I coached with that. But, uh, no, you know, Coach Holtkamp and Coach Hedke, they have their staffs. Yep. And, they, and yep. the best thing I think about Candy Camp always was you invite your players to come and be the – they're really the coaches so, yeah. so that you have, you know, these high school kids that are there – and the little kids are looking up to them, and uh, to me, that's the best part of candy camp is is watching those high school kids, yeah. you know, get down and help a kindergartner or first grader learn how to dribble a basketball or shoot yeah. a basketball. Uh, it, it's really a cool thing, and you get to see your your players in a different light. It was always a highlight of my summer. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's right. And getting to see them growing as as people, uh, taking care of young people, giving of their time to those young people. It's all part of growing and becoming a better adult. You know, people think uh, that uh, uh, athletes, as you as you play sports uh, going through high school, that it's just you know all about the fun and the athleticism of it. It's about making people better human beings, being part of a team and being coached and and willing to take that coaching. It's just growing them into better people. Yeah, and, and you know, it's you're preparing them for their futures, obviously. 
um, and you know maybe even a job. You know maybe they realize right. they like working with little kids or they really like um, you know being around people. Uh, you know one of my former players, Jake Evans, just took a job as a FIA teacher in Wilmer, uh, starting next year, and you know he he. I could see it already when he was a 10th grader and he was working at these candy camps that this is a young man who should work with kids. Yeah. And, uh, and he loved it. And, uh, you know, and, and now, uh, coming to town, he's going to be awesome in the, in the district and do a great job t- yeah. uh, teaching our young ones and, uh, you know, helping them how to play and, and get along and all those things, you know, so y- y- there's so many advantages to, to putting kids in situations like that. And, you know, kids are busy. If you're a high school athlete right now, you have to lift, you have to have summer workouts. Now, all of a sudden, we're expecting you to be uh, helping little kids out. And, and yeah. I mean, how do you have a job? How do you go out the lake? All those things, you, you, you really take it for granted sometimes. But uh, what a, you know, what an advantage or what a, a cool thing it is to see those kids, those high school athletes working with our little kids. And, and each team, not just basketball, but other sports as well, have things to keep your game sharp in the off season, we're always proponents of playing multiple sports that just just compete as much as you can and and put yourself in position at the end of games to win or lose a game. The more experience you have at that, the better you're going to get at that. So there's certainly things to do. We want kids to play multiple sports, and then at the same time, everybody needs a little summertime, uh, right, to keep their. You mentioned the footballers are up there right mm-hmm. now getting in some summer work before camp begins in the first week of August or whatever it is for the high school team. So, uh, you know, everybody needs a little time in the summer, so the, <laughs> the kids of, of teenage years are busy. Yeah, and the high school league, you know, implemented a week off, a mandatory week off. We just got done with that week. So the the week around the 4th of July, there's nothing. You can't yep. go lift. You can't go nothing. Good. You know? So there's at least one week. Yes. And, and I was a proponent, you know, other states will do it where all the fall sports get two weeks or three weeks, all the winter sports get two or three weeks, and they kind of split it up. I was kind of a proponent of that when I was a head coach. I, I pushed for that a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been passed at this point. But in Wilmer, I would say for the most part, our coaches do a good job of working with each other. Yeah, you know, coach. When I was the head coach, Coach Conald and I would would send messages back and forth. Okay, when's when, your camp? When when's you your camp? Yeah. What, what times are you doing things? You know. Uh, how can I, you know, fit into that too? And here's what I would like. Here are the weeks that I would like you to not to do anything if possible. I really yeah. want to be intensive this week or that week. Um, and so there's a lot of that that happens and goes on. I think there's a volleyball camp happening at the high school right now this week too. So I'm sure there's some conversations that are happening between all those coaches that work together um, because you don't want to overwhelm kids and you don't yep. want to overburden them. And you do want them to be play multiple sports. There's so many advantages to that, um, and, and, you know, health-wise and just – getting different coaching and different teammates and all those different, you know, skills you've talked about as far as what, why sports matter. Um, you know, it matters when you get a different variety of, of different uh, influences, that makes a difference too. Those are some of what they call soft skills uh, for when kids are out in the workforce or whatever. Just that ability to communicate with other people and, and get something done. And, and they need that because, honestly, this young generation coming up now kind of had their whole, some of their very formative years just disrupted by the, the pandemic and, and uh, the government reaction to the pandemic. And, and it kind of set some of them back. You know, I, I keep seeing some things where, um, you know, business owners and, and uh, corporations are saying it that, that they are having their young people uh, kind of take some classes and so forth and, and get more involved in developing some of those interpersonal skills that were, you know, really disrupted for about two and a half, almost three years. Yeah, soft skills. I mean, yep. you, you, you just talk about it. It's 
you know, it's that, that ability to relate to people. Mm -hmm. and, and there was a book published a number of years ago called Top 20 Teens, and it talked about, you know, we'd like to measure kids' as IQ, but that they referred to something called the EQ. And the EQ is your emotional quotient. Can you relate to people? Can you get along with them? And they, this book claimed that, the, you know, to really be successful, you take your IQ times your EQ. Mm -hmm. So if you're 10 on an IQ, incredibly intelligent, but you can't relate to anybody, maybe you're a 2 or a 3, 20, 30. If you're a, you know average or a little bit above average intelligence, but you're really good at people, mm. 7 times 9, let's say. Six, I mean, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, and I 100% agree with that. I think that's where those soft skills come in. You, you have to be able to relate to people. Mm -hmm. uh, to listen to them, to respond to them, and sports does that. It does it with coaches, it does it with teammates, it does it with parents even. I mean, sports is one of those ways where you are forced yes. to find a way to relate to the people around you. And have some conflict resolution skills because there's always things that come up, not just during a game, but in practice, in interacting with teammates away from practice or games. So there's not a ball involved and you may have, you know, maybe you're trying to date the same gal and guys, <laughs> guys get into it with one another about that and, and being able to work through that. And, and all that is part of being part of a team. Or coach didn't play you enough or, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or, you know, you came home and your parent was mad cause you didn't do this right. Or, yeah. you know, you see all those different conflicts that come up and, and you have to figure out how to deal with them and you have to figure out how to, um, you know, how, how are you going to dig deeper when things don't go well? Cause mm -hmm. sports are all about, you know, things not going well is right. What, you know, and nothing goes perfect when you're, when you're on, on a field and, uh, it adds a level of randomness to your life that some kids don't ever get. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's, you go home after school and turn on the Xbox. It's not very random, right? Yeah. You go home and, or you get after school, you go to practice and your coach yells at you because something that you did. Okay, now I just introduced some randomness in my life and I have to figure out what I'm going to do with it. And yep. that's, that's what you know a job looks like. That's what your job looks like. Yeah. That's what my job looks like. Um, and so, you, you know, you're talking about corporations and whatnot, wanting to see kids be able to do that. Um, that's that's part of that, right? Yeah. Is is when things don't go the way you planned them or when I give you a project that isn't what you expected, mm. uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. And how are you going to react? Right. And uh, finding that out and doing those type of things is certainly important. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about all the athletic things that are available for kids here in the summer. Uh, I always hear about something called the summer slide mm -hmm. because of how American education is set up. We want kids to have uh, to be kids mm -hmm. uh, in the summer and enjoy that. But three months without formalized education does create a slide back. It takes a little time to catch up again in the fall. How do you mitigate that as much as you can in the summer for your kids? Yeah, you know, for my own kids, we, you know, we, we have mandatory, you know, reading time. We're, yeah. we're going to spend 20, 30 minutes a day reading a book. Um, you know, we have rules as far as screen time and some of those things. And I think that matters. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to control every minute of my kids' lives either. Yep. So, yep. uh, you know, I want them to go outside and play and I want them to, you know, just play Legos in the basement or whatever that is. So uh, I think some of it's just, you know, putting them in situations where they have to think for themselves, signing them up for some basketball camps and yep. things like that. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's just reading as much as you can read the, the, I think the less that slide happens although i can i think my kids need school I, I caught them doing some weird stuff with math the other day anyway but um but it's tough you know and as a teacher just looking at it um you know when my kids walk into the room i i know that it's going to take them a few weeks to get into the routine of yep. school yep. And, and whether that's academically and what they know or just the 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 
you know, mechanizations of school of getting up in the morning and showing up and being somewhere on time and being responsible. It's, it's not going to just automatically flip the switch and be there. It's going to take a little time. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, have fun, uh, summer kids, but do a little reading. That's not yeah. going to hurt you any. Yeah, I think, you know, if, I, you know, I could go off on this, Todd, <laughs> but a little bit of reading, it, it, the, the, the uh, studies are out there that you do a little bit of reading and helps your, helps your vocabulary, helps your grammar, it helps your everything, everything, yeah. everything. Everything goes back to reading. But and your that, imagination. But I'm an English teacher, so yeah, yeah I'm going to say right. that, you know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, just quickly here as we, yeah. we reach the end uh, of our time, uh, I think Rocco will survive the season <laughs> for the Twins, but if they finish around 500, whether they make the playoffs or not, it's a legitimate question to say, is he back next year? Uh, I'm going to ask you two different ways. Would you bring him back, uh, first of all, if – uh, are you a Rocco guy? Do you think he's doing the right things, or is it time for a change? Here's my question for you. All right, is Rocco making the decisions, or is the I think in game front office behind I, him? I think in game is making decisions. Yeah. Although they have a an organizational philosophy uh, that that he follows, but in game I think he's making the calls. Then I would take it. Then I then I say he should be done at the yeah. end of the year, unless something dramatically improves. Uh, the you can't have these days where it's obvious that every player is ready to get out of town. Yeah. And that's what, like they lost 15 to 2 on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And they were ready to go to the break. Not one person on that field looked like they had any fire in their belly nope. or cared. And, and got booed off the field by the Twins fans, rightfully so. And there were 25,000 people there. Yeah. It was one of the bigger crowds they've had all year. A because... Sunday crowd against the Orioles, and you do that? Right. Not good. No, it's not good. And, and I don't know if you saw, but uh, one of the poll ads actually came out with a statement saying something has to get better and something yeah. has to change. Well, when the owner starts making statements like that, people's heads roll often. Yeah. So whether that's Rocco or the hitting coach or, I don't know, the whole, you Somebody. clean out the whole organization. Take 2019 out. Yeah. And what do you have with this organ with this power structure we have? Nothing. Nothing. Well, you have 20, but that was a shortened season. Yeah. We don't have a playoff game win, let alone a series. Uh, they won in 19 and 20. Uh, Falvey and Levine took over in 17. Those are their only two winning seasons. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, and it doesn't just stop at Rocco for me, right? No. I, I, I look at the Falvey, yep. Falvey and Levine and say, what have you done? Yep. I see a lot of blown draft picks. I see a, an ill-advised signing of Carlos Correa. Uh, I'm not going to say that about Buxton. I wanted them to sign him and I thought they did a good job getting the deal mainly loaded with incentives, but I was not in favor of the Correa signing at all. You could have spent that $200 million over the next six years on a lot of other players uh, that would have helped you more uh, than Correa. Now, some might think, well, that's second-guessing. No, I said this before they did it. I didn't want them signing him. They did anyway. Well, they, ha they have young players that are yep. ready. And, and Royce it, Lewis was ready to play shortstop. It's time. It's time. You know, Walner is batting three fifty since he's gone down to AAA and, and, just, yep. and, and doing things, and, uh, you know, and you keep, trotting Kepler out and you keep trotting Gallo out and you keep trotting these guys out. And we know who they are. They aren't doing it. They yep. aren't getting it done. And, and so uh, at some point, that has to be an organizational philosophy that we're going to let our young kids play. Yep. And we're not going to block them with veterans that are, you know, very replaceable. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thanks so much. Have yep. a great week. Absolutely, Todd. Take care. All right. Matt Williams joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. 
Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.